folks, ladies and gentlemen, how you feeling out there? Welcome back, Standing Brothers Show, episode number, uh, 90-something. I'm your host, Jacob Standridge. Hope you guys are loving life. Hope you guys are having a great life out there. Um, flying solo today, everybody. Um, Joe is, uh, at work. Um, this is a new schedule. We're not sure exactly what this is gonna look like, and, um... What all this is going to entail, but um, yeah, I'm going solo today. It's something I haven't done. Well, I did did one previous time. It turned out pretty good. I think I had some good feedback towards that one. Um, episode number ninety something. I'm not hundred percent sure what exactly it is. Um, before we get started, thank you guys for um, who hung out last Friday on the Liberty Overdrive Live. I think I call it that. I think if that's not super cringy, um, but yeah, everyone who come and who everyone who came and. And um, hung out with me as we kind of cringed along with some COVID, with some Modillo virus 19 stuff. Um, I had a lot of fun. It was cool. Um, everything worked pretty well as far as technology-wise, even though I had um, literally 48 hours to um, prep and get all the software and everything ready for it. So um, for that, it actually went pretty good. I had a lot of fun. Maybe I'll start doing those more. Um, I want to do a, a live episode for today, but time constraints um, prevented me from doing that. And uh, I got prior engagements going on, so I just wasn't able to do that. Um, but thank you guys for the love and for the love and the support that you give me and Joe. Sorry there was no show uh, this week. This is the only show we're doing this week. Um, mon the the beginning of the week on Monday we were out of town, and man, boy, is it so nice to go onto the world and see people smiling. Like it, it, it really is just just see people's faces uncovered. Uh, it. You, you, whenever you get that back, you begin to realize, um, how much you missed it and how much that means to you. And I mean, like you're in your everyday life. Uh, I loved it. We went up to, uh, Asheville, North Carolina and, uh, seeing the people smiling and seeing laughter and the way life should be. And many people might give me crap for, uh, going in the midst of, of a pandemic, you know, some uh, uh, pandemic. Um, but I really don't care. Uh, I went to, I've been to Disney three times since the pandemic started. And there's something weird about going to a place like that and just seeing a bunch of just um, NPCs walking around, you know. So no joy. You, it's, it's hard to decipher uh, happiness and joy from, from, your, from your eyes, right? It's, it's hard to communicate that. That's why we don't cover our faces so we can use our full face to express those um um, feelings, uh, but no, I'm, I'm, I'm happy the world's going back to normal, yeah, about time, you know, <laughs> I remember those episodes ago, I was pounding the, the armrests of this chair, uh, to the point where my, my hand hurt, because I was like, get this place back opened, uh, but, you know, took, you know, it took many, many weeks later, but I think we're finally going back to that, and I think we're at the point now where, um, so many people have just kind of given up on the masks and the social distancing, which is a fantastic thing. Um, that everyone else who's still clinging on to it, we're just not gonna keep up. Which is which is how it should've been from the very start. Um, that's how it should have always been. Is we're not gonna wait up for you if you want to live your life like that. That's cool. The rest of us, we're moving on. Um, that's how it always should have been. But um, maybe people might might learn the lesson. Uh, I doubt it. But, um, it's a good, it's a good, it's a good start. It's a good feeling, um, to see the world kind of 
going back to a semblance of normalcy. Um, but I got a couple things I want to mention and want to talk about for this. Oh, follow me on Twitter. Follow Joe on Twitter. I'm Joe Stanberg for Joe and then Jay Stanberg underscore for myself. Um, links will be down to everything down in the description below. Um, but I got some things I want to talk about. Um, there's big, there's, there's, there's like three big things I really want to mention and kind of talk about for this episode. Um, start off on a sadder note. Um, on Wednesday, I'm recording this on Friday. On Wednesday, uh, the great, the legendary John McAfee uh, did pass away. Um, he was in prison. I think he was in prison in Spain. I'm not 100% sure, but I, but that, that's just what I could. Um, that's the last I heard. Um, he was imprisoned. Those who don't know who John McAfee is, uh, John McAfee started the McAfee software, the, anti, the antivirus software company, um, that little bloatware you get when you buy a computer. He, he created that, sold it. I think he sold or got out of it somehow, and he hasn't been involved with it for many, many years. Took his fortune and went off and other did other things. Um, but, you know, a champion of liberty and one of the all-time greats uh, where he kind of gained a lot of his... Uh, infamy, if you will, is he just decided to to not pay his income taxes, basically. He's like, yeah, well, I'm not going to do it. If you want to come and get it, come and get it. And uh, for the last several years, he's been living in exile on his uh, on his boat, and his, his private yacht off the um, coast of um, Latin American countries and South American countries, um, trying to uh, evade the, uh, the IRS from stealing his money. Um, so he actually took it and just, you know, say, come and get it. Um, and there's many photos of him and his wife on his on his boat, you know, armed to the teeth, and basically saying, if you want to come and take it, you're, yep, here you go. This is what you could be up against. I'm not gonna just um, allow you guys to 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 steal my my hard-earned money, which you have no right to, which is true. Um, taxation is theft. And he, you know, took it to the the logical conclusion of that. Left, fled the fled his fled his country, and uh, lived in exile for for a long, long time. Um, and he, eventually, he was captured by. I, I, I want to say he's he was in Spain. Uh, he was captured in Spain and um, in prison. If he was not in Spain, uh, just insert whatever country he was in. Uh, capture and he's been in prison there for well over a year now and that was kind of where we thought that he was going to end up for the rest of his life unfortunately um, unless he was to be extradited sorry extradited to the U.S. for prosecution of tax evasion which did happen um, on Wednesday it was revealed that he was that he was in the process of being extradited to the United States for prosecution, and he was found dead in his prison cell. Now, for those of you who who are familiar with McAfee, and who are familiar with him, is he is a uh, he he's he's a fighter. Uh, he's not someone that's just going to quit and just going to just give up. Um, that's not how he lives his life. He lives the most rock and roll um, lifestyle that you can possibly live. You can insert whatever. Um, is associated with that, you know, he did it, everything. Um, I don't condone that. I don't encourage that kind of behavior, but that's the way he lived his life. So to say that, uh, I know there was an article coming out that said that he hung himself and then he killed himself and committed suicide. 
um, because he was going to be extradited to the U.S. Maybe. Um, I, I don't. I don't ever see McAfee ever doing that. Um, there's multiple, multiple tweets you can look up and find where he said that I have no intention of killing myself, and if I ever kill myself, it was not me. Basically, I was murdered. Um, I'll never kill myself, and if I do, I was Epstein. If you don't know who Jeffrey Epstein is, you can. That's what happened to him. Um, many speculation about him and his death was McAfee always talked about how he had a dead man switch. Those who know who who would a dead man switch is that on the there is a it is an agreement with another party um, to blackmail certain people based upon um, the individual's um, status whether he's dead or whether he's dead or alive. Or if he goes missing, kidnapped, imprisoned forever, et cetera, et cetera. McAfee claims that he had about 31 terabytes of incriminating information that he was going to release upon his death if he was ever murdered, captured. You get the idea. Um, that has not come to flourishing yet. Uh, there was a creepy thing posted on his Instagram of a picture of a Q. So you can make that out however you want. Um, I don't know who had access to his Instagram account post-death, but uh, that's up there for the world to see. And um, we don't know exactly what the parameters of this dead man switch is. He claimed that he had information on the CIA, NSA, FBI, multiple presidents, the entire deep state. He had, he had incriminating evidence on all of them, and he claimed that that's what kept him alive. The fact that people did not want him to be um, killed because of this information that had been leaked. And that's what he said kept him alive. Whether that's true or not, I have no idea. I don't think McAfee really has a reason to um, to lie. And I think that he definitely, with his background in cybersecurity, probably had access to a lot of stuff that you and me probably don't. So is it possible? Sure, 100% it's possible that there's 31 terabytes of incriminating information uh, waiting out there on some computer server, waiting to be uh, released to the public. We shall see. Um, I don't know who was involved in releasing the information upon his death. Um, I don't know what the procedure of that is. I am looking closely and waiting for this to come out, and um, we'll have to see about it. Um, but it, it is sad that just to see him, to see him die. Um, because he was a, a champion for liberty um, through and through. I mean, I mean, he took he took the state head on and basically said, I'm not paying my taxes, and if I have to flee, I'll flee. Uh, called their bluff and left. Took everything and left. Um, captured by a foreign government, held there, and, uh, and well, until he died. Uh, what do I think happened to him? You know, to, to say that he was murdered um, with this information out there is extremely improbable. Um, but I don't think he killed himself. So it, it's, a, it's a weird per, it's, a, it's a weird situation. Um, the attorney, his, his personal attorney and his wife have both came out and said that he is not suicidal. He was in sound mind. Um, they were in, in conversation. Um, they were in frequent conversation leading up to his death. So... I don't think he killed himself. I really, really don't. He is, McAfee is not the guy to kill himself. 
even though if he brought if he was brought back to the United States, he would have gotten a book thrown out at him and he would have been made an example of. You you're you he's probably looking at you know Al Capone's situation would have been child's play compared to what McAfee was gonna deal with. Just because of the circumstances and how long he's been able to get away with it and the fact that he has this open communication that he was a fugitive um, for this. Um, but, you know, the thing about him and the thing that, like, you know, I would strongly disagree with his, with his lifestyle on the way that he lived his life. I, I, don't, I don't condone anything like that. Um, you know, he's free to do whatever he wants. I just would never recommend or um, do that any of that stuff myself. Um... He played a small part in my journey to liberty. I wrote an article um, called um, My Journey to Liberty. It's on my substack, libertyoverdrive.substack.com. You can go read it. Um, it talked about my journey from, you know, Christian conservative, you know, boomer con, kind of George W. Bush GOP person, um, all the way to an anarcho-capitalist. And he played a very, very vital role in that. Um, the very first time I was ever introduced to libertarianism and the idea of an ideology um, more associated with liberty and freedom than the GOP, which is all I ever knew, um, was the 2016 presidential debate on John Stossel. Stossel. Stossel still had a show on Fox Business, and the three people who were on that show were or on that, or in, that, in that debate for the Libertarian Party presidential nomination were Gary Johnson, who eventually got it, uh, Austin Peterson, and John McAfee. So those three guys in Stossel all had, I mean, I still credit Stossel with basically turning me into a libertarian, um, but but listening to the way that McAfee answered these questions that were asked, um, I still to this day um, sat there and, you know, was a big, you know, drug war supporter, and thought that oh you know all these drugs need to be off the streets and they're 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 poisoning the society and that the state has complete justification for going in there and doing what they're doing uh, to clean up our, our streets and and fight these 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 drugs and then watching this debate and them saying well, we should legalize it and I'm like why that makes that's so counterproductive to everything I've ever thought about for my ideology and then the more I thought about it, I was like, hmm, you know, a lot of these drugs, are, well, most of them, you know, harm the user, which is no different than cigarettes or, you know, that Big Mac that you're going to buy, that'll kill you too. The, the, the Coca-Cola uh, that you'll buy has enough sugar to kill you. But we don't, but we don't ban those, you know, we, we, we leave those up to personal decision and personal choice. Uh, we don't we don't lock up Coca-Cola because they're selling a poisonous product. We don't lock up the CEO of McDonald's because they're selling a, a product that'll cause obesity and diabetes. You know, we don't lock up, um, you know, you know, it's a Marlboro because it'll give people cancer. But why are we doing this to people who sell dope on the side of the on, you know, on the street? It, it hit me. And then I and then I asked myself, I'm like, well, why are we why? Why don't we allow people to, to live their lives free and assume whatever risks um, come about? Um, you know, I, I'll, I'll always say that um, doing drugs is stupid and you probably should never ever do them. Or you probably shouldn't. You should never do them. Uh, I don't think there's a benefit necessarily. And there's, there's no benefits to, to doing them. But 
why are we sending police and why are we sending um, SWAT teams to 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 bust someone who's not hurting anybody, but but, but maybe themselves? Uh, I I've never understood. I've never understood punishing somebody for not hurting someone. And I know what you're gonna say. Oh, what, what, what about what, what, what about you know, the drug dealer Jacob? They're selling a product that'll kill them, maybe, or it'll it'll cause them to cause them to be not sound of mind, Jacob. Well, we don't lock up the CEO of Boston Brew Company or or Anheuser Busch. You you can't sit there and tell me that a guy who's intoxicated on alcohol, um, getting behind a wheel is by is no way. Any different than a person getting behind a wheel stoned. They're both impaired. They both are a hazardous society. Clearly, if you get behind the wheel of a car intoxicated and putting yourself at risk and others at risk, violating non-aggression principle. Absolutely. If you're reckless and you put other people in danger, 100%. Violation of the NAP, and I have no issue condemning that. But we don't lock. But we don't lock up somebody because they have a Coors can in their house. But yeah, we'll do that to someone who maybe have a have a has an ounce of weed. It, it, it's it, it's that realization to me that really snowballed from this minarchist libertarian into into well, why do we have any of this stuff in general? And he did that. Like McAfee was was crucial. In starting all that for me. So to see him gone, it's kind of like, you know, it's not the same as a guy like a Ron Paul, right? Right. Ron, Ron Paul's in his 80s and eventually one day he will pass on. And that'll be, you know, it, it, it's a great day of a morning for the Liberty community because he's our rock star. Like Ron Paul has brought more people to this movement, to this ideology than anybody else. And even to this day. <laughs> Uh, he does the Liberty Report every single day, and they're always fantastic. Him and Daniel McAdams are just always so good. Him, he, Ron Paul is older than Joe Biden, but still is more clear of mind. Ron Paul had a stroke, and then uh, the weekend after was right back to doing it and was completely of sound of mind, completely alert, and more articulate than our president is right now. So what, what does that tell you? Uh, no, I think I think it's sad. I, I really do. I, I, he's gonna be, he'll be missed in the Liberty community. He was someone that um, myself and other people kind of ch cheered on to see how far he could get with this. Um, see how far he could stick to the middle finger to the state, and tell them no. So I'm not, I'm not letting you steal money from me. Uh, there's plenty of videos you can look up, plenty of interviews you can look up of of him if you want to know more about him. Um, you know, there's a famous one where he was asked about taxation. He said it's 100% illegal, which, I mean, it is. Um, income tax is illegal. It, it it was ruled down by the Supreme Court, and with some shenanigans, they were able to get it back into uh, the bill or into the law. Um, but the Supreme Court struck it down immediately and said that, you know, government has no right to your money. Uh, no one has any right to your life, liberty, and property because it's yours because <laughs> it belongs to you. Uh, it's a simple private property, um, something that uh, it's, it's it's lacking in in this in this world. Um, but no, he'll he'll be missed. Um, 
be, I'll be looking out for the Dead Man Switch if anything comes out. Um, if anything does come out, of course, we'll, we'll I mean, the show. So we'll talk about it definitely. Um, but I guess until then, we'll just see what happens and see what the um, reports come out from him as far as the way he, he died. Um, but it's sad. It's a sad day in Liberty community, definitely. Uh, he will be missed. And he will um, hopefully be one of those be one of those people that we can talk about who actually did something great, and maybe some of his interviews and some of his speeches will um, be used to convince other people towards liberty. Um, that's I think that's I, that's what I think that he would have wanted is to continue his his message um, of liberty. So um, it, he 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 will be he will be missed definitely. Um, next thing I got going on here, so <clears throat> there was an article that I saw. Uh, this this is Fox Fox Eight Cleveland, I think. Yeah, Fox Eight Cleveland. Um, so there was a this was a headline that came out that I think was very interesting. Now I did an entire live stream about the Modelo virus medical procedure. You can go check out all my full thoughts. I'll kind of recap some of them here about it, and. Um, kind of go into this this new development as far as this this virus this um, medical procedure so excuse me so I talked about kind of the cringe culture behind the um, the, the procedure last last week and I think we had a lot of fun with that <clears throat> laughing but I got very serious towards the end and I said this is a result of fantasization and the fact you took everything away from these people and that you've encouraged this kind of behavior um, that we're seeing this now and this all of course comes from the fact that you were not allowed to question this procedure you weren't allowed to question it you weren't allowed to doubt it you were to sit there shut up and take it right safe and effective guys safe and effective well <laughs> I posted a thing. I said that whenever the J&J procedure got pulled um, from the market, I, I just tweeted out safe and effective, right? Right. Because whenever – because before it got pulled, you weren't allowed to question it, right? Getting – questioning the effectiveness or the safety of it would get you pulled from a lot of these sites, and it did for a lot of people. And then once it came out – and you said, hey, is it still safe and effective? Like, oh, yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. We're just going to look into it. Yeah, definitely. You know, never, never mind the fact that people have died from it um, as a direct result from that. But, yeah, no, 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 no. Don't, don't, don't worry about it. No, quite, no, that's okay. And then now that it's been reinstated, which they changed nothing, they just added a warning label to it because that's just the – especially the good old FDA and in in big pharma for you. Um, we're not going to change the recipe about it that's killing people. We're just going to um, change the labeling on it so that way you're informed that it could kill you. <laughs> that's what we're going to do because that's a responsible thing to do. Um, but this whole procedure is not allowed to be questioned or debated. You're supposed to just sit there and take it, shut up, and move along. And any sort of dissent will be countered. And the issue with that is that now you have a, a, a strict narrative where well, this is what you're allowed to say and not allowed to say. So anything that comes up, whether it be a speed bump, whether it be the fact that we're seeing an alarming rate of young males with heart inflammation, which is not exactly something that um, you can just walk away from. Like It usually causes long-term issues for that, uh, for that individual. Um, so much so that the CDC came out and said that we're seeing an alarming rate and it is way more than we thought it would. 
So they say safe and effective, safe and effective, shut up, take this thing, and don't question it. And if you do question it, we will, well, you must be an anti-vaxxer. That's the only explanation is that if you question it, that's, the, I mean, that's, that's the, that's only I can think of that it is. You've set that narrative, and then now you're coming out and saying, well, we're seeing young adults, young male adults, having this um, life-altering heart inflammation more than we're expecting it, and we need to sit down and talk about this. That's CDC's words. So, CDC, FDA, it's still effective. This is still safe. I'm putting my arms up in the air. Look, you set the narrative. So now that we caught you with your pants down, now that we caught you, you know, with, with a complete trans, a complete 180 on what we're told, now what am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to still stay safe and effective? Or, or what? You know, you got, you got our vice president, Kamala Harris, out there. Who's saying that we need to go knock on people's doors so they get so that way they go take this 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 medical procedure? <laughs> Kamala, I would make sure that they don't have any young males in their in their in their um house because you know might cause them some heart problems. Uh, we're just gonna start vax. We're gonna start just giving this procedure to everybody else. I guess now. Um, to further my point, to further what I'm trying to say, is headline: WHO says. Children should not be vaccinated. Children should not undergo medical procedure for Modelo virus right for Modelo virus 19 right now. So children should not take this procedure for the virus right now. So whenever I see ads for like this is giant campaign right now that cringes me and Joe the heck out because it's not real and this has never happened in the history of the world. It is a video of three, um, it's an ad of three um, teenagers who are probably between the ages of like 13 and 16 years old. And the video is of them saying, thank you, mom. Thank you, dad. And you think, okay, this is probably for, you know, just a whatever garbage product that, that, that that's being sold to us now. Um, but, but no, it's saying thank you, mom and dad, for telling me that 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 this procedure is available for me, and thank you for 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 giving it to me. No child in America under the age of sixteen has said, "Mom, thank you for informing me that I can now take this procedure, and thank you for for taking me to go get it." They no kid has ever said that in the history of this uh, the history of the world. No kid's ever said that. So I have that ad where it is saying, hey, thanks, mom, for taking me to go, go get this procedure done because it's safe and effective. And now I have the WHO saying that children shouldn't take it right now. So what am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to listen to the CDC and the America propaganda machine? Will that get me banned on YouTube or or on, on Spotify or will me agreeing with the, with the, with the, the, the WHO? Will that not get me banned? I don't even know anymore. What am I supposed to do with this situation here? Because if I if I report the news and I report what what this with the WHO is saying, that disagrees with the CDC and with everyone else is saying. So will I get banned now?
Well, I can't get banned. I'm citing a, a, a scholarly medical source. You see what this has done? Instead of saying that, hey, we don't know what the risks are for this thing and being honest with people about this procedure, maybe you wouldn't have situations like that where you're banning people off of social media and off of um, every other form of, of media on the internet for, for disagreeing with the narrative. Instead of coming out there and saying, okay, here's the numbers, here's the mortality rate of this thing, here's the complications with this thing, we're going to be open and transparent, we're going to have a conversation with this, ping, this thing, and we're going to be informed. Instead of saying, shut up, take this thing, shut up, don't question it, shut up, take this thing, oh, you don't want to take, oh, you don't want to take the this 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 medical procedure well i guess you hate older people well i guess you're not really christian because you know jesus would have taken this vaccine or whatever this thing is yes i've heard those arguments before from people so what am i supposed to do now i have contradicting medical organizations and 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 government agencies disagreeing with each other what am i supposed to do now, would I get banned on, on Twitter and on YouTube for saying that I don't think kids should take this thing right now? Will that get me banned? Or that get me the, 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 little, the little misleading um, watermark they're putting on tweets now? Will Mark Zuckerberg nuke my account on Facebook? Will I get my second copyright strike on YouTube for disagreeing with the CDC? Yes, I've already got one copyright strike on my YouTube channel, which, by the way, I don't promote other than my live streams. But somehow, someone or some algorithm listened to that stream, and I was talking about Joe Rogan's podcast when he said something quite similar to this. Am I gonna get is when this video, when this podcast goes up on YouTube, am I get my second copyright strike, my second um community strike? And for everyone else out there who is stuck by this safe and effective thing, do you gotta eat your words now? Like I'm not the kind of person that's that's gonna dunk on people if they. If they listened to a propaganda or listened to the state and then said, "Ooh, maybe I was wrong," I'll, 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 I'll never dunk on you because you had the because you had the stones to admit that you were wrong, admit that all that was wrong. Look, if you can admit you were you, you were wrong, look, everyone's been wrong at some point. I did the same thing with 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 political ideology. If you were to go back and watch some of my some of the some of the original Standing Brothers show episodes on YouTube, I disagree with myself almost a hundred percent of what I was back then. Because back then I was beginning to learn libertarianism and many of my positions now are completely different. So it's okay. It's okay to change. It's okay to say, hey, I was wrong at this point and maybe we should – maybe I should look forward, look for more information. That's okay. But the issue though is that all these people in the media, they're not going to change. They're not going to change. They're not going to concede this. They're not going to say, hey, maybe, maybe we were wrong about this thing. You know, maybe we blew this out of proportion. Maybe we, maybe we should have done what Jacob's always said and say, hey, just be honest with people. You know, that's a novel idea. Hey, honesty. Uh, that's, what I like to, that's what I like to preach on this show. We like to look. This is 100 percent us. This 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 podcast, 100 percent me and Joe. Uh, the same way we are we are in the studio is the same way we're out in public. When it comes to like when it comes to stuff like this, we're fired up, we're motivated. Um, it's just how we are. But you you won't find any of this in mainstream media, not at all. So I have to ask, where where do we go from here? With this, is it am I am I still allowed to say safe and effective? Because if I say that, 
and I and I point out these ads where um like one of the worst parts is so those who don't know I'm a huge New, huge New York Yankees fan. You can I'm I'm subscribed because of that. I don't really care. <laughs> but um I have the the MLB extra innings through DirecTV so I get all of the New York stations. I get, I basically get like the New York um um commercials, the ads. In the New York Health Department, it has to be some of the biggest propaganda for the state and for this medical procedure. You have all these people that, that just come parading out there saying, "Well, I, well, you know, I'm so and so, and I'm I'm this scientist, a doctor, and I'm you know a person of color. I'm a woman. I'm a, you know, whatever. And I think I think I think you should take this because I think it's safe." And they've said the same thing for children. They said, "Hey, children can sh- children should take this if you, if you are what I think it's like above the age of twelve now or something like that. Um, that if you're above the age of twelve, you, you should definitely go and take this because it is your duty to protect other people. Even though you know this kind of medical procedure doesn't protect anybody else, protect yourself. Um, that's why I've always loved the seatbelt argument for wearing masks. Um." <laughs> I don't. The whole idea of wearing a mask was to protect other people, which is which is it, fine, whatever. Um, I don't remember the last time that I wore a seatbelt to make sure the other driver didn't die. I, I'm just saying. <laughs> the the propaganda machine is afoot, and we're seeing it. And now. If I were to post one of these videos saying, hey, I, I, I agree with this Department of um, Public Health from New York City, will that get me kicked off of Twitter? Because, I mean, that, is, cause, I mean, that, is, that disagrees with the CDC or with the, with the, with the WHO. So I, I don't know. I don't know what to do with the situation. Um, but I will still keep – I will always be honest with the facts. Always be honest. And you can always expect honesty whether I'm right or wrong about that, though. That's however it's different. Um, but I'll always be honest, and I'll always shoot straight with you guys on this in this show. Uh, I don't look. I don't know where you go from here, and the fact that I saw an article that said that uh, the latest trials—I think it's for for the Moderna or Pfizer thing—said um, that they have enlisted children as as young as, as the age of two to uh, be in the trials for the for the young children category for this thing, which. If those of you who remember, those of you who are the are the real OGs and listen to this podcast for a while, uh, they'll know that we covered the mortality rates compared to common um, deaths based on demographics of ages. You know, we showed that if you're under the age of you know two or three, uh, you got a better chance of dying in a swimming pool than you do from 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 this. Sickness. So what's the point of uh, so so? Why are we subjecting uh, young children to potentially to to potential uh, unforeseen side effects intentionally when we know that the chances of them you know passing away from it are are, are zero they're, they're practically zero and if you're if you're under the age of thirty five I know that the um the chances of you dying in a car accident were like were like two or three times greater. Um, I've been in three car accidents. I've never passed away. So, I mean, what does that put me at then in the odds? You know, I, I, 
I, I don't I when I when I say when I see stuff like that and I see these these young children that are being you know guinea pigs for this thing, I'm like why. You know what what long term effects are they gonna have? I, I, I just why like but 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 some people would say oh well they have to be be be, be, be protected. I'm like protected from a zero percent chance of passing away. You know uh, the the. the the vast majority of people that are like, look, I, I I keep saying this, it's a broken record, but the vast majority of people that have passed away from this thing are are elderly, like very elderly, people who have underlying immunocompromising pre-existing conditions. Those are the ones who've had trouble with this. You got asthma, you got diabetes, you got cancer. Like I, I was reading through some of the death reports in the state of Georgia, and there are people in there who had stage four cancer, and they're counted as a COVID death. Give me a break, man. Did that COVID may put them over the edge? Sure. But you can't sit there and say, well, you know, they were on the they were on death's door and they had stage four brain cancer, but they but they caught this thing and whoop, it's a, it's a COVID death. You know, we wouldn't do that for anything else. You wouldn't catch the flu and say, well, they died from the flu, even though they only had a few weeks left to live. Yes, I saw that. So I, I don't I don't I don't know where to go from here. I really don't. This is the this is the issue whenever you set this whenever you have a, a, a no questions asked policy and, and narrative that you're not allowed to question the narrative. So what happens when what happens whenever the narrative falls? Am I allowed to question it now? Because now you've admitted that it's false, and you've admitted that it's wrong. These vaccine these 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 procedures are not one hundred percent safe and effective. There is some risk involved. Is it small? Yes, it is a small risk. But you can't sit there and lecture to me about how I'm a bad person because because I don't want to subject myself to a small risk. I didn't do that whenever people were hunkering down for days. I didn't care when this thing first broke out. You want to hunker down? Go for it. Just, just don't call me a bad person when I when I, when I don't want to. Same thing goes with this. If you take this thing, great. I don't care. It's none of my business. As Thomas Massey said, it's none of your business. It's none of anybody's business. I don't. I I couldn't care less if you've undergone this thing. It has no bearing and no effect on my life. Some people, though, however, if you haven't undergone it, well, you know, bad person. You just want this thing to go on forever. You just want you just want the pandemic to go on forever, Jacob, because because you don't push people to take this thing. Now, the fact that we still every, every single week the numbers get lower and lower. I don't know how much flatter the freaking curve needs to be for folks wake up and say, "Hey, this thing is over." It's done. We're done with this. Everyone is sick of it. Everyone is done with this. If you want the jab, it is there for you. If you don't, you can go and live your life as normal. How how it always should have been, but people listen to the propaganda machine of the state, and that's what happens. Uh, last thing I kind of want to talk about was it was a video of our beloved our, our beloved dear leader, uh, not Kim Jong Il, of course, because you know, um, we because because we live here in America, but I mean to talk about Joe Biden, our president. I know that's that's hard to hard to say sometimes. Our president, Joe Biden, 
he's not he's not my president. He doesn't not he does not rep- represent me in any way whatsoever. But um you know, I don't have much of a choice in that and he he pushes himself towards this um he pushes himself as 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 my leader whether I like it or not. So Biden has said a lot of really stupid things about about about, about the second amendment and we've kind of covered them on this show a little bit. Um, he said the Second Amendment has always been there to limit people's access to weapons, how some people were not allowed to get weapons, how you couldn't get weapons of war in, um, when it was founded. Of course, all that is stupid because it's not true. I'm going to talk about that in a second. Um, but he had something to say that was kind of um, jaw-dropping. And when I say jaw-dropping, I mean like, did he mean to say this? Because if he did, then the mask slipped. Then, then they honestly have their intentions for people. Or if it didn't, and this is what he always was going to say, well, then he's just more—he's just more evil than we already know. So I'm gonna play this video. It's about eh, 40 seconds long. He does a lot of rambling and a lot of bumbling around. So if you can't understand what he's saying, there are some quotes that I'm gonna quote from it, so that way you can understand. But uh, we'll just go and play this real quick. Second Amendment from the day it was passed limited the type of people who could own a gun and what type of weapon you could own. You couldn't buy a cannon. Those who say the blood of the the blood of patriots, you know, and all the stuff about how we're going to have to move against the government. Well, the tree of liberty is not water in the blood of patriots. What's happened is that there have never been, if you wanted to think you need to have weapons to take on the government, You need F-15s and maybe some nuclear weapons. The point is that there's always been the ability to limit, rationally limit the type of weapon that can be owned and who can own it. Okay, a lot of things I want to talk about in this. He brings up uh, the the famous Thomas Jefferson quote that the tree of liberty is is watered by the by the blood by the blood of patriots and tyrants. And Thomas Jefferson did say that, and he meant it. Whenever he said that, that's a comp- he meant that a hundred percent, and that is what the Second Amendment is there for. I hate to break it to you, Joe, but there's a reason why we have a Second Amendment. The reason why it's the Second Amendment and the Second Natural Right that we have and. As we have as people, I, 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 I hate to stress this enough, but <clears throat> our natural rights as, as, as humans and as humanity, whether you believe that, those, that these rights come from nature as us being the highest intelligent being or the fact that we have rational thoughts and are able to decipher right, right and wrong or the fact that they come from, from God or, or heavenly creator, whatever you believe, it does not matter. The, the, the fact is, is that we have these rights as humanity because of whether you believe through, through nature or through God. They have bestowed these rights upon us because we are humans, because we are humanity. And that is laid out in the Bill of Rights. This is what John Locke wrote about, which is what most of the Constitution, as far as the Bill of Rights section of it, is based upon. We have a right to self-preservation. It doesn't matter how you feel about how I defend myself if I have to. That is not your position to take. If if I think that I need to use a handgun to do it, then you have no say into, into how, to, and into how um, I do that. If you think I need a spear or whatever weapon or tool that I need to defend myself is the most efficient and the most um, 
easiest in the in the easiest to use for me that is what i'm going to choose and in this case and in this current day of society and our technological advances guns are the most effective efficient method of self-preservation that we have right now it it is guns to bear arms arms can be whatever you want it to be it can be knives it can be spears it can be javelins it can be cannons it doesn't really matter it is an arm it is an ability and a tool of defense so we have that inalienable right bestowed to us from our creator or from nature whatever you believe to defend ourselves in whatever means necessary and whatever tool that we find most effective. And yes, the Second Amendment was written there because of people like you, Joe. So yes, the the, the tree of liberty has to be has to be watered by the blood of tyrants and of patriots. This is what happened on July this is what happened Whenever Washington crossed the the um the um like um the Delaware River, sorry, I lost track of, of my names of of, of of rivers in the Northeast. My bad. Many people don't know this. That they know the famous painting of Washington crossing heroically across the Delaware River, but they don't know. Many people don't know what what he was doing for that. They were going to start a war. They were going to commit treason and, dare I say, insurrection against a, against a, a, a legitimate government, Joe Biden, or a, a, whatever system of government they – whatever you want to call that. Or the, they had some kind of um, monarchy, um, democracy, what, whatever you want to say. It was more of a monarchy, but a legitimate government, right? They were the authority. They went across the river because King George said, give us your guns. You, you got to turn them in. You're under our jurisdiction now. We're in charge. You know what Washington said? He said, nah, we're not going to do that. We're going to start a war against you, and we're going to win. And if we die, fine be it. But I'm not going to, I'm not going to live my life as a slave to the state and a slave to you, King George, because there are some rights that are inalienable that you don't understand. And that's what he did. They crossed that river, and they shot the Redcoats in the face. And they started a war. And the Redcoats at the time would have been your military police departments of, of the day. So, if you want to apply that to modern terms, it would have been no different than a bunch of men and women who said that, hey, this government is illegitimate. They steal my money. So I'm going to go shoot these people in the face. That's what Washington did. And that's very unpopular for me to say because, you know, of what happened on January 6th. You know, you're not allowed to question that, Jacob. That was a, was a national tragedy. Worse than Pearl Harbor. Worse than the Holocaust. Worse than 9-11, some would say. What happened January 6th. But what happened on January 6th was child's play to compare to what George Washington and what the Founding Fathers did to start this country. So you can't sit there and celebrate the 4th of July and celebrate Independence Day and on Christmas, Eve, Christmas Day and the day after Christmas... Um, whenever George, whenever Washington actually did start the revolution, um, you you can't say well one's bad and one's good. Now, I, I I don't I don't I don't recommend people go about violence in that regard because uh, I, I don't I don't think violence is the answer for violence in the state. Personal opinion, I, I would never go about doing that. <clears throat> but 
we have Biden clearly not knowing what he's talking about. Second Amendment is there. There's many quotes from Washington saying that, you know, this is in place in, in, in case I become tyrannical. <laughs> I mean, the father of the country said it. This is in place in case I become tyrannical, in case I become a king of America. This is what you, this is what you should do. You got to have ability to come take me out. You know, Washington had a lot of flaws about him. But man, is that a step of humility to say, yep, if I become tyrannical, you, you, you got to take me out. You, you, have to, you got to be able to have the mechanism to do it. And that's why he in, in endorsed the, 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 the peaceful armament of people against the state. <clears throat> he then goes on to say, Biden, that the Second Amendment um, was, was there to, to prevent people from getting certain weapons and how you, you're not allowed to have we, we, weapons of war. Which I've said many, many times on this show. <sighs> Joe, you can go and look this stuff up. It is not that difficult. I did it when I prepped for the show. There were things called privateers of that time. There are letters written by John James Madison, which if you don't know Joe, James Madison's a pretty big deal in the founding of the Constitution. Hint, he wrote the dang thing. You have these, 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 these private ships, of private companies who are being attacked by pirates, and they say, James, do we have the rights to arm ourselves with weapons of war, which at the time were cannons. Cannons were the most powerful weapon at the time that were readily available for everyone to, per for everyone to have, and it was used by the military. You know, the, the, the Revolutionary War probably used some cannons in there. Just going to spitball here. James Madison said, of course you do. Of course you have the right to use cannons on your private ships. And then privateers happened, where you had armed citizens who were using weapons of war. But I guess all of a sudden that changed in the course of history that, you know, oh, well, you, don't need a, a, you don't need a weapon of war. Which, again, a weapon of war is such, a, it's just a, such, a, such an arbitrary term. Um, because, of course, no one would care if you had a cannon in, in, your, in your front yard right now. Um, no one would care. I guess it's past a certain point. Um, you just wouldn't want to have one. Or that, you know, you shouldn't be allowed to have one. Which, of course, is not up to them at all. Because um, they have no say in that. So, no, Joe, you're, fu you're, you're full of crap again. 100% their intention was to be able to have weapons of war. That's why Washington said what he had to say. That's why Madison said what he had to say. You can look these letters up. They're public domain. You can look them up. All these letters are there. Of, 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 of the President Madison issuing out this to people. It's all there. Last thing he said, which I thought was kind of um, disturbing, and, and my, I'll, I'll tell you my reaction to it. He said, if you, think you, if you think you need to have weapons to take on the government, you need F-15s and maybe some nuclear weapons. What are you trying to say here, Joe? Are you trying to say that you're going to use F-15s and nuclear weapons against the American people to combat a, a, a revolution in the country? Sounds like that to me. Sounds like you're threatening the American people with nuclear war. That's what it sounds like to me. I'm going to spin this. Sounds like that's what it sounds like. That's what it sounds like to me. Never mind for the fact that. Um, in the Middle East, the the American military gets their butts kicked sometimes by people living in caves. 
using weapons that are far inferior. Never mind that. Or the fact that they got killed by people in trees in Vietnam. The Viet Cong, yeah. Wildly technologically obsolete compared to the American GIs. 100%. They're using the best rifles at the time was the M16. The best ones available. Still lost the Vietnam War. So tell me, Joe, if the American GIs using the best technology available at the time in Vietnam and right now can't compete against people using primitive technology, relatively speaking, you can't sit there and tell me that that the, the, the U.S. military is completely no match for the American people. You can't sit there and tell me that. And to me, this sounds like a challenge. Like he's almost like he's almost kind of taunting us on like, yeah. You 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 think you're that you're uh, that you're big stuff with your your shotguns and your and your AR-15s? Well, I got jets and I got nuclear weapons. So what now? What now? What you gonna do now? I got I I got a nuclear bomb. If you so much a step out of line, I will nuke you if you get out of line. Yeah, because that that's how you're gonna deal with the threat. You're just gonna take out an entire state, Joe. That's real brilliant thinking. That's why you got elected right there. Is for that. Is for that. Is for that Harvard level intelligence right there, Joe. No, when I first saw this, do you know what I thought? You know, I thought of there's a scene from The Emperor's New Groove whenever Cusco and Pacha are tied to a log and um, they're about, about, about to go over a waterfall, and uh, um, Pacha's saying that you know there's a waterfall and there's spiky rocks at the bottom, and then Cusco says, "Bring it on." Like, come on, let's do this. Let's party. I got a poster of uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger from the movie Commando, and he's holding a knife, and it says, let's party in my room. Come on, dude. Let's party. You want to sit there and threaten the American people with, people with, with nuclear war? And saying that if you want to take overtake the government, I'm going to nuke you? What's that supposed to mean? You know what happened if, if, if Trump said this? Now, look, again, I'm no fan of Trump. Do you imagine if Trump said this? Against like the Antifa folks, against like the BLM folks, saying that if you don't get in line, I'm gonna nuke you. If you wanna, if you wanna overthrow the government and, and put in some narx- Marxist system, I'm gonna nuke you. What kind of message is that to the American people? To peaceful citizens who aren't gonna do anything. Yes, because I, because you know, perhaps if you drop a drop an A bomb over over Orlando, people in Miami are not gonna have, are not gonna have a good day either. The mask slipped, and that's how that's how he really feels about you guys. That's how he really feels about anyone who loves liberty. John Brennan already, already called us terrorists and insurrectionists. They already called us that. The former CIA director already called us insurrectionists and terrorists, akin us to Nazis and white supremacists. So we're already right there. We got some good company. But Joe Biden just said, "You know what? You want you want you want you want to overthrow the government? Well, you're probably gonna need some nukes, and you're probably gonna need some F-15s." Because if you want to fight us, that's what I got. Meaning that he's going to use F-15s and nuclear weapons against the American people, if if need be. Or or this is all all him being funny. Maybe he doesn't intend to 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 send the American people into a nuclear holocaust. I don't know. Maybe he will accidentally do it, thinking that he's ordering a pizza or something. In the nuclear football, or that he's trying to play Atari, because you know that's how that's how old he is. Maybe I don't know. 
Well, those are the thoughts I had for the show today. I know this has um, been a fun one. Hope you guys enjoyed me rambling for an hour. I still don't know what I still don't know, I still don't know what, what Friday is going to look like. Um, I know we talked about doing a Thursday show and then releasing it on Friday. That would we still have the the, the Monday Monday Standing Brothers show, Wednesday Joe show, and then the Friday Standing Brothers show again. And then maybe on maybe on Fridays and Saturdays I'll, I'll uh, live stream. I'm trying to get in the live stream more. I kind of enjoy it. Uh, maybe able to play videos and all that kind of stuff. But that's gonna do it for this episode, everybody. Um, check the links down below for all the information about what I'm doing and what and and more information on us. Twitter, best way to get a hold of us. You can also shoot us an email, the Standing Brothers Show, um, at gmail.com. Best way to get a hold of us there as well. Um, follow my Substack. I've kind of fallen off the Substack, but there's still some good stuff there if you want to read it. Um, with with college and everything, it's just gotten hard to to get ideas down on on um, the computer screen and get stuff written. Um, but you know, I will come back to it. I love the Substack, um, Liberty Overdrive Live on. Um, YouTube live streams. I've got one up there. You can go watch that and hang out. Um, I'll be doing more of them soon, I promise. Um, but but yeah, go um, go check those out. Go check out the 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 Joe show. I, I the Joe show is great. It's 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 him um, talking about not things that are only political, but just talking about just all kinds of things um, that Joe's interested in, and I love it for him. And um, he puts a lot of hard work and a lot of effort into the Joe show. So go check that out. Um, but until next time, I will see you guys on Monday. We'll both be back here on Monday. Um, more than likely. So until then, take it easy, everybody.